Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School, what happens here, is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. God's will is that we be overcomers, that we be victorious ones, not that we just stay defeated and, and under the problem, but that we overcome every problem and every challenge. And in order for that to happen, the scripture says we need faith. Faith, what's the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. And faith is not this, this mystical, mysterious thing that nobody can quite understand. It's uh, fully understandable. It comes, faith in God comes by hearing what he said, and then it must be exercised. And faith, like the human body, if it is fed regularly on the right thing, and it is exercised regularly, it will grow. It will develop. You know, uh, uh, it's been said by individuals, uh, great examples of faith of the past, that they started out believing, it took all their faith just to believe for a little small amount, but then after a period of 10, 20, 30 years, they're believing for a thousand times that amount, just as easily as when they started. I can see that myself just in the few years that I've walked with the Lord. What used to seem just too big, just too out of reach, now seems it's normal operations. And I know that things that I see now that look huge to me, if I'll keep feeding my faith and I keep exercising it, there'll come a time when that becomes normal, becomes normal operations. And so sometimes when people are saying, you know, this is just too much, it's just uh, this, these things that have come against me, it's too much, or what I need, it just costs too much, it's too big, it's, it's too huge. Well, no, is it that it's so big or that the faith is so small? Because as the faith develops, it looks much more manageable. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed about something today, you have come to the right place. We saved you a seat. Come on in here and sit down, get your Bible, get something to take notes with. And we're the Lord, the Spirit of God, uh, the Lord is going to feed your faith and you're going to begin to rise up above the situation in your heart. Uh, the Lord can quicken you so much, the greater one inside you can become so real that after a little while, instead of you being under the problem, you feel like you're 20 feet tall looking down on the problem <laughs> because the greater one is not the problem. The greater one is not the enemy coming against you. The greater one is the one who's inside of you. Can you say amen, amen. class? Let's pray. Let's release faith that we get exactly what we should today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together, everybody in the class, everybody joining us from all over the country and all over the world, we release faith asking you for utterance as only you can give, eyes and ears to hear and understand, and uh, answers and direction. Thank you in advance for feeding our spirit and our faith for opening our eyes to see things we haven't seen and understood about you and reminding us of those that you've already shown us and showing us how to walk in all of it. And as surely as we take those steps, you will be there and you'll confirm your word in our lives. We thank you for it. 
In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Somebody said out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter, let's look again in our great textbook to verse 38, Hebrews 10, 38. It says, now the just shall live by faith, not just get born again by faith, uh, not just get an answer when you're in a crisis situation, but live. This is 24, 7. You know, uh, faith is the godly response. Everything that happens in life, you respond to it in some fashion. And uh, how we respond shows fear or faith, confidence or lack of. And when you live by faith, you are undaunted. You are unconquerable. <laughs> you just, uh, everything that comes up, no matter how big it may be, it may even take you aback. And you may be, feel like you're knocked back a step or two and you'll go, whoo, whoa, what, what is this? But immediately you'll go, but God's bigger than this. God's bigger than this, <laughs> right? You, you may be bombarded with thoughts and challenges and being perplexed, but You'll say, I, I, I don't understand this. I don't see this yet. But, but, I will. The Lord will show me. He'll give it to me. <laughs> we will receive what we need to receive. We will come through this challenge and this problem. Can you see what I'm talking about? That is the faith response. And that's how justified ones, those made right in Christ, are to live. Come on, say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. The just, he said, shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now you can see this is just the opposite of that faith positive response. If something happens and you just wilt and you go, I don't understand why this is happening to me, uh, what did I do to deserve this, et cetera, et cetera, then you're not going forward. You are fading backward and you can just lay down and quit. Well, that is not a faith response. And the problem with that is if we're not giving, if we're not responding in faith, we're not giving the Lord anything to work with in our life to help us sustain us through this. You can respond in faith when you know nothing of the answer. You can respond in faith when you feel terrible, when you feel weak, when you feel lousy. What does the scripture say? Let the weak say, I just feel so weak. I wish I, I, wish I felt better. I wish I, no, that's what people are talking, but affirming what is doesn't help you. It just reinforces what is. If you remember, Romans 4 says that God and Abraham and faith call those things that be not as though they were. And so the scripture says, let the weak say, I am strong. Why don't you go ahead and say it out loud. I am strong. Now, who did he tell to say that? The weak. 
the weak. Well, you're, if you're the weak, you feel weak. You look weak, right? People may, may see you and go, man, you look bad today. You, just, you, don't, you don't look good. And, and then what's the usual response to that? Yeah, I just hadn't been feeling good. I just, oh, man, I, I know it. I just couldn't, couldn't get any sleep, and I just hadn't had any energy, and I just don't. No, no, no. That is not cooperating with the greater one inside. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am strong. Who's to say I'm strong? Well, it's good for everybody to say it, but it's especially needed when you're weak. When you look weak, when you feel weak, that you begin to say, I am strong. I am strong. Hallelujah. Ephesians says, I'm talks about being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. See, we're not talking about how we feel. We're not talking about being strong in our own might and power. We're talking about the greater one. We're talking about the Spirit of God inside us. And when we open our mouth and declare, in spite of our feelings, in spite of our looks, we declare, I am strong. That gives God, the Spirit inside us, opportunity, access, a right to quicken us. And if the Romans says, if the Spirit uh, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, He will quicken our mortal bodies. Come on, let's say it again. I, I am Strong. Praise God. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong. That's living by faith. Uh, the scripture says we walk by faith, not by sight. Sight describes all of the uh, senses and it would include your feelings. And so when you're walking by faith, you're not walking by feeling. And this is one of the biggest things to, to be retrained because if you let it, your flesh will dominate your thinking. How you feel, if you feel draggy, you'll act draggy. You'll talk draggy. If you feel listless and weak and without energy, that's what you'll talk. And that's the biggest mistake. If, if the weak says, I am weak... What happens after that? More weakness. <laughs> Come on, you see what I'm saying? Uh, Job talked about you'll, you'll declare a thing, you'll decree a thing, and it'll be so to you. Well, if you're decreeing, I am weak, you're not, you're not going to get any better. You're not going to come out of your weakness. Your weakness is not going to improve. In fact, it can get worse and probably will. But no, let the weak say, I am strong. Come on, say it again, everybody. I'm talking to you. I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Come on, say it again. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. One more time. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of of His might. Praise God. Now I know some, some people don't understand. Why, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep saying that out loud? Well, if you're a Christian and you read your Bible, you should know why. But we'll talk about it a little bit more. Jesus 
is the apostle and high priest of what we say, the scripture says. He is the apostle and high priest of our confession. He works with what we say. In fact, that's how you were born again. Anybody remember what Romans says about being born again? How does it happen? You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. You confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and he works with that to cause your spirit to be recreated. Well, that's not the end of that. That was the beginning of a whole life of living by faith. He works with what we say. And you can tell it when you, when you get in line with what he said, when you begin to say and believe and say things that the Lord can work with, man, there's a quickening comes up in your spirit. You can sense, I'm on the right track. You can sense things are going to change now. We're going to get it turned around now. But when you talk bad feelings, when you talk lack, when you talk fear, when you talk pain and doubt and relationship problems, and you talk about how many problems your spouse has and how many problems your children have, they just loom larger and larger in your thinking until you become obsessed with it. Let the weak say, I am strong. What would you be tempted to say? If you're weak, let the weak say, I'm strong. The weak will be tempted to say, I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. In fact, the enemy will push you to say it. Huh? Have you ever experienced this? You know, sometimes you'll have to, you'll have to bite your tongue almost to keep from saying, right? Why are you laughing? Because you know, you've experienced this. You, 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 you'll get up and you go, oh man. I, and if you're, you're a faith person, you go, shut up. Shut up. You what? You what? And you can change in mid-sentence. You can, you can start to say how bad you feel, how rough it is, how hard it is, and you can go, oh man, it's so good to be healed. It's so <laughs> the Lord will help you. He will help you. <laughs> it's so good to be healed. It's so good to be saved. It's so good to have my name in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. It's so good to, to have the greater one inside me giving me victory every hour of every day, but he needs some cooperation. He, he needs you and I to believe what he said and say what he said and act on what he said. Let's go over it again. Let the weak say. Say what? I am Strong. Come on, let's say it again. I am strong. One more time. I am strong. Oh, praise God. See, this is not a mental exercise. It's a spiritual exercise. And so even though you've already heard that and you know that, it's not just about making sounds with your mouth. It's about releasing faith expecting when you say these words to be quickened. Amen. Praise God. Sure beats talking about how tired you are all the time. <laughs> Let's read it again in Hebrews 10, 38. The just shall what? Live by faith. We were talking about this is something you do 24-7. This is how you think, how you respond, 
how you talk. Live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We are not those who pull back, lay back, lay down. We're not quitters. We're not those that give up. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers. We're those that rise up, those that reach out, those that step forward, those who lay hold. And as you see in just a couple of verses, that pleases God. Uh, you know, I think sometimes people have gotten the wrong idea because when they cried and acted pitiful and felt sorry for themselves, maybe their mother petted them or their grandmother petted them. That doesn't work with God. <laughs> maybe mama did it. Maybe grandma did it. It doesn't work with God. Now he'll comfort you and help you. I don't mean to, to, to say he won't, but he expects something out of you and me. He, it's not okay for us to just wilt and, and lay down and cry and quit. He expects us to show some strength. Because contrary, you know, uh, mama didn't know fully what you were capable of. <laughs> Grandma didn't know that you were stronger than you were acting like you were. God does know. Amen. He does know what you're capable of and he expects it. He expects us to get up, wipe our tears, straighten our neck and say, no, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. God's done too much for me. He's brought me too far for me to give up and quit and act like this. No, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. He always causes me to triumph. This is faith. This is the spirit of faith. This is the living by faith, the, the correct response all the time. Not of those that draw back, but those that believe to the saving of the soul. And then it flows into what we call chapter 11. This wasn't written in chapter and verse. It all goes together. But this great faith chapter, we call it. Hebrews 11 with the heroes of faith. He gives the definition and then he gives example after example of living faith. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You could translate it this way. In fact, Young's literal translation uh, has it like this. Faith is of things hoped for, a confidence. Of matters not seen, a conviction. These two words describe faith. Confidence and conviction. You're confident of something that you're expecting. You are convinced of something you don't see. So you're convinced of something that can't be confirmed by the senses. That's faith. You're confident of something that hasn't come to pass in the natural yet that you are expecting, you're looking forward to. No reason in the natural to expect it to come to pass, but you're expecting anyway because something the Lord told you. He goes on to say, by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Now, verse 4, he talks about Abel. By faith, Abel. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch. 
Verse 6, he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Verse 7, by faith, Noah. And then in verse 8, by faith, Abraham. In previous weeks, we've talked about Abel's faith. We talked about Enoch's faith and Noah's faith. And on our last week of study, we got to Abraham. And we want to continue with Abraham. What an example of faith. He, um, he's called a, a father of those who believe. We're told to walk in the same steps of faithful Abraham. He's called the friend of God. Uh, and, and before there was a law, before there was a gospel, he was counted righteous by his faith. Amazing, amazing is the story of Abraham. And one of the most wonderful things is, uh, like we've already described, we're the offspring of this kind of faith. And we not only can have, we do have this same kind of faith, and we are to walk even as Abraham walked in this life. And we're, we're given details, not only here, but in the Old Testament, some uh, 10 or so chapters in Genesis that describe Abraham's walk of faith. And it says here, it, it mentions specific words that show how his faith was expressed and released. By faith, Abraham, verse 8, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Abraham's faith was shown in his obedience. He obeyed and he went out, not knowing where he went. Now, uh, like we'd mentioned before, James said, you know, that faith without an action is dead. And we see every one of these great examples of faith has a verb, has an action. By faith, uh, Abel offered. He gave an offering. By faith, Enoch walked with God and was translated. By faith, Noah prepared. By faith, Abraham obeyed. We read in Genesis 12 where that God spoke to Abram and he said, get out of your country, leave your kinfolks, your family, and go to a place I will show you. Well, he doesn't know where his destination is. And you know, that's true of all of us in life's walk. You know, uh, uh, as a child, you may not think so much about it, but especially when you get to your teenage years, uh, people will begin to ask you, you know, what, what's going to be your study or what's going to be your profession? Or if you're going to school, what's going to be your major? And, and uh, you'll see at that time, uh, a lot of times uh, people will have a crisis, you know, of who they are and what they are and what kind of person uh, they are and should be and what kind of profession they should have. Well, we're not supposed to have crisis even as teenagers, if we were brought up in faith. Because uh, it's not for us just to decide what we want to be. That's already been determined for us. The Lord has already chosen a path. He, he knows our gifts and our graces. If you're a believer, it's for us to find 
what he has already called and ordained for us to be and to follow that and fulfill that. And the way you find it, though, is by faith. You don't start out in your full place in God. You start, everybody starts out as a baby Christian. Everybody starts out as a beginner in learning how to be led by the Spirit or walking by faith or whatever it is that your grace is. But if you're faithful, the Lord will lead you from this point to this point to this point to this point, and you will wind up at the right place at the right time. But when you started, you didn't know that's where you were going. I know Phyllis, my wife and I, we've been doing this for soon be uh, 40 years in the ministry. And uh, uh, thing after thing has not worked out the way we imagined that it would. Or that we, you know, you know, decades ago thought, well, that's what I want to do. And I found out actually early on, and I'm thankful for it, that I'm better off not making big plans of my own. <laughs> Only to have to die to them later when I realized that wasn't God's idea. That was just something I came up with. Uh, for one thing, for 20 years, uh, Phyllis and I traveled and uh, we were traveling ministry, teaching and preaching and a prophetic ministry and teaching ministry. And we were great with that. And we had plenty of invitations all over the place. And we just uh, thought, well, well, you know, we've been doing it for years. We've been in the ministry for 20 years. We thought, well, that's what you'll keep doing. And the Lord dealt with us about pastoring. I thought, what? Pastoring? I'd never, 10 years before that, we had talked one time about, do you ever feel like we should pastor? She said, no. I said, me either. That was the whole conversation. That was the end of it. But over a period of months, the Lord helped us to see that he wanted us to start a church. Oh, it was a surprise to me. I thought, well, that's not my call. That's not my call. Well, said who? <laughs> you may know what I'm talking about. Said who? Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. And when we start our trek in life, none of us know the, exactly where we're going. Uh, usually don't know much about it at all. But if you'll take a step of faith and follow him, he'll be preparing you. He'll be uh, getting you ready for the next steps. And you just have to, you don't have to be tense and upset. You just relax and rest in him that he'll get me to the right place. As long as I'm obeying him, I'll not waste half my life. I, I'll wind up at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Come on, sit out loud. I'm going to follow the Lord. And he's leading me. He's ordering my steps. I'll be at the right place with the right people doing the right things at the right time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, what, what makes you say that? What makes you say that? Faith, faith. I have faith in how much he loves me. I have faith in his guiding and keeping me. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, that's it for the class today. Come back tomorrow. Come back the next time. We'll see you in faith school.